Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Junior High Ministry Podcast from Mariner's Church. I'm Justin. Hey, I'm Jeremy, and uh, thanks for joining us today. So I'm pumped for the new series. It's called Stressed Out, and I've been stressed before. I can't speak for you. I'll let you speak for yourself. No, definitely. I mean, I think I think stress, worry, anxiety, fear of the future, all of those things are are huge things just in life, but especially in junior high. So, I mean, sometimes the, I know that I felt this way, that I can't um, give up the things that I'm fearful of or nervous of. I feel like no one will understand. This week we talked about um, how God is the one that understands and that we can give our worries to Him. That's right. It's so good, so true. And I think that's, you know, step one in um, just living the life of abundance and peace that Jesus has invited us into. So check it out. Have fun as we kick off this series. Don't forget, there's a couple things coming up um, in the month of February, which are going to be some awesome things. Um, Most importantly, I want to point out the Lent Worship Night that is happening um, on February 14th. All of junior high coming together for the big Lent Worship Night. We do it every year, and this year is no different. So I'm very excited for that. That's right. It's, it's going to be awesome. So be there, but then also be at the best, even better than the best, Epic All-Nighter. It's happening March 2nd to 3rd, $60 for the best night of your life. You know, Snipes are already open for that. So uh, get registered, get your friends that, that maybe have not come to junior high before, get them to sign up too. Yeah. Uh, it's going to just be a blast. It's going to be a total blast. So uh, once again, if you are loving this, if you're learning something or it's useful for you and your family, send it to friends, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and let people know that you dig the podcast. So thank you a ton. Have a great one. That's right. And then if you have questions that come out of either this podcast or just the series in general, oh yeah, you know, and during a service, write one of those questions down and put it in those metal prayer boxes in the back, uh, because after every series, Justin and I are sitting down and doing an Instagram live, Facebook live. You know, if Twitter had a live, we would do that too. Yeah. Uh, but just because we we want to talk about your questions because we think that your questions matter in junior high. So, well, see you guys later. Remember, life's better in JHM because you are in JHM. Very true. See you guys later. Enjoy. Good morning, good morning. How you guys doing this morning? Oh, what's up? Are y'all serious? How y'all doing this morning? I was showing my friend in the back, my big brother. He was just telling me how beautiful you all sound in worship. So could you give yourself a round of applause for how awesome you guys are worshiping the band? No, come on, give yourself a round of applause. Yeah, you guys are sounding good. Um, if we haven't met already, my... Ooh, I almost dropped that. I did drop it. If you haven't met already, my name is Mark. I get the awesome privilege of getting to serve along these amazing leaders and, and our amazing staff. Um, if you don't already know, oh, well, now you do. There's a spoiler alert. We are starting a new series this month. It's called Stressed Out, but I don't say... I don't call it Stressed Out. I say it with a little bit of angst, a little bit of anger. I call it Stressed Out. Can y'all say that with me? Stressed Out. Because we know that in life... There are many things that are begging for our time. There are many things begging for our energy, and there are many things begging for our emotions. So what we want to do is we want to help you as growing adults learn how to live a life that's not stress-free, but living a life that lives amid stress. Like, how do you walk with Jesus? How do you live your life? How do you grow up 
amidst a stressful life. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. Maybe for you, a center for stress is school. Does anyone have finals coming up? I was talking to a girl uh, earlier this morning. They got finals coming up next week. Anyone kind of stressed out, kind of worried about finals? Like, did I study enough? Did I, did, I, did, I, did I look at the vocab enough? Maybe for you, it's school, and it's all the homework you got to get done, all, this, all, all, all the practices you have to go for your school sports, or maybe all the clubs that you're a part of. Maybe that's what gives you stress. Um, maybe stress for you is some of your friends and some of your family. Maybe some of the, you're having some drama with your friends. Any, anybody have stress from, like, friend drama or, like, social media drama? Any, anybody relate to that? Yeah, like, just, yeah, they, they commented this on, on your Facebook, or they commented this on your Instagram, your Twitter. Maybe friends is your source of stress, or maybe family. Maybe you have a mom, a brother, a dad, or maybe a cousin, or maybe somebody else in your home that's really stressing you out. Anybody? Family is your stress? For me, family is my stress point. Family is where I freak out. Family is where I'm mostly anxious. Family is where I usually get depressed. As as long as something bad is happening in in my family life, I am really stressed out. But in the stressful moments of our life, Jesus wants to say and do something about it. I think it's going to be on the screen right here. In the stressful moments of our life, Jesus wants to say and do something about our stress. So before we get started, would you bow your heads and pray with me? God, thank you that you're a God that doesn't promise a stress-free life, but you promise a life where you will respond and speak to our worry our depression, our anxiety, and, our, and all the things that we feel heavy with, God. So I pray as, as you teach this, this morning, God, that every word that I would have to say would fall straight to the floor, and every word that you say be lifted up to our ears, be lifted into our week, and be lifted into the air so that we may hear it and feel it, God. We pray this in your name, and everybody said... Amen. So if you have your Bibles out, go ahead. If you don't already have them, go ahead and grab one. Grab a piece of note paper. I like to take notes when I'm, in, when I'm listening to messages. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5, chapter 5, verses 6 through 7. And if you don't have a Bible, we're going to have it up here. And so in this book, the disciple Peter, Peter, you might know him. He's the guy that denied Jesus three times. He's the guy that Jesus said, I'm going to build my rock. I'm going to build my church on you. You'll be the rock of my church. Um, so Peter is writing to these Christians who live in Rome. You probably have heard of Rome, but in Rome, there's not very many Christians. And if you're a Christian in Rome, a lot of people actually don't like you. Actually, a lot of people want to kill you if you're a Christian. So he's writing to all these Christians who are living in Rome who are stressed out because their neighbors are trying to kill them, who feel scared because their bosses don't want to pay them because they're Christians. And they're writing to people who are scared to even pray, go outside of their house, or scared to come to church because they're fearing for their lives. So he's writing to some pretty stressed out people. And this is what Peter says to says to those Christians. He says this. He says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And could you imagine being a Christian back then? Like, you fear in your life. You can't even go to the grocery store. You can't even go to In-N-Out without you, like, fear in your life. So you don't even want to step out of your house, and you're so stressed out. And all this dude who lives in a different city is saying, hey, um, it's all right. Jesus cares about you. Give him your, give him your worries and your cares. He's going he's gonna to make things right. Could you imagine reading that in a, in a letter? Be like, imagine that was a text message, and that was a text you got. You're like, uh-uh, nope. See, as I was wondering about what we were to talk about first when it came to stress, I wanted to get something out of the way first. 
Before we talk about how to deal with stress, before we talk about what to do, before we talk about what Bible verses to memorize to stop you from stressing, hear this. First things first. God cares about you. Yes, you. Turn to your neighbor say this. God cares about you. Turn to your neighbor say, God cares about you. Yes, you. You got to say it with some attitude. God cares about you. Yes, you. See, if you're going to hear anything this morning, if you're going to hear anything this week, if you're going to listen to anything, you're going to write anything down, if, I don't even care if in, in the rest of this message, you're on your phone, if you're going to hear anything, listen to this right here, that God cares about you. No matter what you walk into in life, no matter what stress you walk into, no matter what relationship, no matter what family problem, no matter what test, no matter what schoolwork, no matter what practice, I promise you, if you know this, if you rememorize this, if you pray about this right here, it will do wonders for how you're dealing with stress. Remember this, that God cares about you. Yes, you. See, I know that maybe some of you are kind of struggling. Maybe some of you are, yeah, I believe that, Mark. Like, I totally understand that. I've been going to church for years. Yes, God cares about it. God loves me. John 3, 16, I know it. But maybe some of you are in here, you're kind of don't believe that. Or maybe you're kind of struggling with that. Or maybe you don't really wonder if that's really true. And I want to let you know that that's okay. That sometimes I struggle with this. And I want you to know that this room is a safe space for that. A safe space for you. That's why we have leaders. That's why we have life groups. That's why we have staff members to help you understand what this means, to help you maybe talk about how God really does care about you. See, I believe that we were made to be cared by God. I believe we were made to be loved by God. I also believe that God gave us a mind to think through things. I gave us a, that he gave us a heart to feel things. And you know what I also believe, and this might be scary, I actually believe that worry isn't always bad. I actually believe that worry can be good sometimes. You know why? Because I think worry shows us how much we really care about something. Usually the things that we worry about are the things that we really care about, the things that really matter to us. So here's my first point. Worrying isn't bad. Like, being worried isn't necessarily bad, but being controlled by worry. Sorry, worrying is a part of life. Worrying is a part of life, but being controlled by worry is not. Do you see the difference? See, I can worry, and that's going to be okay, but being controlled by my worry isn't. Maybe some of you have gotten so stressed out from school, that, man, I just have this test, man, I have all this, all this homework from when I get back from practice, man, I have all these clubs out to be a part of. Has anyone ever said, you know what, mom, I'm not feeling too good, dad, I don't actually, I'm coming up with a cold, I don't really think I can go to school, I don't really think I can do my homework, or you know what, you, when, when you come back home and you realize how much homework you still have to get done, and you say, you know what, I'm not even going to touch it, I'm not even going to do it, I'm just going to, I just want to ignore it, I don't even, I don't even want to do it because it's so much, I'm just going to play video games, I'm just going to scroll Instagram because that's that's easier. That's being controlled by worry. Or maybe for you, it's not homework, but it's, it's, it's the thought of coming home that stresses you out. 
So you're at school, and you're like, man, I really don't want to see my brother when I get home. I really just don't want to hear my mom yell at me when I come home. I don't want to have to deal with my dad and how crazy that is. I, hey, hey, uh, John, can I go over to your place tonight? Can, or can I go out with, with you guys? I really just don't want to. Maybe worry controls your family life and your friend life so much that you don't want to see them or you don't want to deal with them. Or maybe worry controls your faith. Man, I really don't want to go to life group tonight, or I really don't think I have the courage to pray or to lift my hands in worship because I just don't feel it. I, I, I don't want to do it. No, I, what, if I, what if I sound weird when I pray? What if I say the wrong verse? What if I look weird if I raise my hands? See, that's the difference. When worry controls your every move, that's when it can be a problem, and that's when it's not supposed to be part of your life. Has anyone felt controlled by worry? I know I have. See, we were never meant to be controlled by worry. It was meant to allow us to, be, to, to realize how much we care about something. It was meant to allow us to feel how much we feel. That's why we were meant to worry, not to be controlled by it. So the question is, is, is how do we get free of worry? What do we do? How do we, how do we not worry? I feel like some of us can do one of, the, one, or, one of two things. We can either try to muster us, power ourselves up and try to take control and just try to be stronger than the worry. If I can be stronger than the worry, if I can just fix everything, if I could just go after it with all of my strength and all of my energy, if I could just, just try to be perfect every time, then I won't have to worry. If I could just do every homework assignment and not complain and stay up till five in the morning, I won't be worried. If I can just control everything, make sure everything's good, I won't be worried. If I could just be stronger, be happier, ignore my emotions, I won't be worried. Has anyone tried that? I've tried that. Or maybe you go on this other side, you know what, I just, I just won't even touch it. I just won't do anything about it. I'll just ignore it, pretend like it never happened. I'll just ignore my tears. I'll ignore my stress. I'll just, just go on life as normal, and I'll ignore how stressed out I am. Or I won't talk about how anxious I am or worried I am. Anybody ignore their worry? See, sometimes we can be prideful and think it's our job to fix the worry. See, the opposite of worrying isn't being prideful, it's being humble. The opposite of worrying isn't being prideful, it's being humble. Turn to the person next to you and say this, sit down, be humble. Sit down, be humble. See, but what is humility? What does being humble mean? So we've heard that Kendrick Lamar song, right? Sit down, be humble. But what does being humble mean? What is humility? See, humility isn't to think of yourself less. It isn't thinking, man, Mark, you're bad. You suck. You can't do this. Ask Jesus for help. You can't do anything by yourself, Mark. You're weak. You can't do anything. You, you suck. You can't do it. You, you need to ask for help every single time. That isn't being humble. Being humble is this. Being humble in Jesus' eyes is remembering what God says about you and the promises he makes with you. Let me say that again. Being humble is remembering what God says about you and the promises he makes with you. And so sometimes what I like to do is I like to go into the Bible and I like to read some of the stuff that God says about me. And kind of the promises that he makes with me, but not just with me, but with you. And so here are some of the ones that I, that I found in the Bible. Pull that up. 
some of the Bible verses. So here, here's what Jesus says about you, and here are the promises he makes about you. He says this. He says, you are my masterpiece. And you, maybe th- these are some of the ones that you should write down. He says, you are my masterpiece. There is no one else like you. You are my masterpiece. He also says that you are worth living and you're worth dying for. I would rise up to live again to be with you, and I would die just to save you. He says, don't be afraid. No matter where you're going, no matter what tests, no matter what family, no matter what friend, I will always be with you. You won't be alone. He says, I have amazing and incredible plans for you. He says, I will leave the 99 to come after you. I will leave everything just to be with you. Yes, you. No, no, no. I'm coming after you. They're fine. I'm going to be with you. I'm coming after you. That's what he says. And this is one of my favorites. He says this, is that I will give you understanding and strength when you're weak. I will understand how you're hurting, and I'll give you strength when you're weak. See, Jesus never, following Jesus doesn't mean you'll never have worry in your life. It means you'll have things to say to your worry. When anytime you're worried or anxious or stressed, how about we remember what Jesus says, what he says about us. The next time we feel stressed out about a relationship, the next time we feel like we can't come home or we can't talk to our mom or our dad or our brother or our sister or our uncle, how about we remember what, they, what Jesus says about us? And Jesus also has another promise that he says. He says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He says, up there. He says, he says give me your worries. And give me your cares, because I care about you. Yes, no, I care about you. So give me your worries and your cares. Um, I think you guys remember, so I said earlier in the message that I uh, really get anxious and stressed out with my family. Um, and uh, I think some of you may know this, but uh, two years ago, uh, my father died of stage four liver cancer. Um, and, um, after my father died, it was only my mom, my brother, and I, and I think we have a picture of them up on the, up on the screen. Yeah, so, on my left is my little brother, his name is Christian, on my right is my mom. Um, and when my father passed away, um, I became the oldest man in my family, I became the oldest, oldest boy in the family, and if you're the oldest, you already know that that's a lot of pressure. You have to be the perfect golden child. You have to do everything right. You have to be the responsible one. And when my father passed away, that weight became even heavier. So when my, my, my dad passed away, my mom fell into a deep depression. Um, she wouldn't want to go to work because she was so sad. She'd never want to eat alone because she felt like she was, that she was suffering. Um, and she felt like she was going to crumble every time she woke up. And I felt like I had to fix it. And I felt like, as the oldest person, I need to make sure that she will never be sad, that she will never be upset, that I have to make sure she's happy all the time. And so whenever it came to Christmas, I made sure I got her the perfect Christmas gift. Whenever it came to her birthday, I made sure I bought her amazing flowers. And I, couldn't, could, I had to call her every single day, and I'd make sure she was okay, but nothing was going okay. So I was like, I'm probably doing something wrong, or I'm not praying enough, or I'm not doing enough. Why can't you be happy? 
And then my brother, um, well, he, he got into a wrong, he started hanging out with the wrong people, and he started getting addicted to drugs. And I felt like that was my fault. Because I was always gone, and I was down here, and he lived up north, and I couldn't help him. I said, okay, maybe if I just hang out with him, maybe I fly him out here, he'll stop doing drugs. Maybe if I just talk to him more, he'll stop doing, he'll, he'll be okay. But at the same time, nothing changed. And I felt like it was my fault. And I felt like my whole life was meant trying to fix my mom and my brother. Fast forward to this past Christmas. My mom's doing okay. She's hanging out with some friends and she's not as depressed anymore. And she's happy and she's hanging out with people. My brother, he... He's starting to stop doing drugs, and he's not doing the same things he used to be doing, and now he's, like, starting to get a job. And so I wish I could tell you guys that, yeah, I, when I was in the stressful situation, I remembered all those prayers. I remembered all those promises. I remembered everything God said about me and said about them. I remembered that. But I didn't. And I wish I could say when everything was great and everything started to started to feel good. I felt like we were winning at life. I felt like things were going great. I, I wish I could tell you guys that I, I worshiped and I said, yes, thank you, Jesus. But I'd be lying. See, here's the big idea. Because Jesus cares about you, you can give him your wins and your worries. See, Jesus cares about you and everything that you care about. He doesn't just care about the moments in your life that are going great. He doesn't just care about you and listen to you when, you, when you're raising your hands in worship, when every test you feel like you're getting an A on, when every class you're passing, when every relationship you have feels like it's going great. He doesn't just care about you in those moments. He cares about you, especially in the moments when you're feeling worthless, when you feel like you don't have enough, when you feel like you're not good enough, when you feel like you don't have the strength, when you feel like no one's around you, when you feel like you're not fitting in, when you feel like your parents will never get back together, that's when Jesus cares about you. He cares about you in both situations. He cares about you. He cares about your wins and your worries. He cares about your wins and your losses. He cares about the ups and the downs, the peaks and the valleys, the highs and the lows, and he doesn't want you to hold on to it. He wants you to give it to him so he could do something great with it. See, um, tonight, or sorry, this morning, I want to give you guys an opportunity to give Jesus your worries and your cares. Um, there's a cross right here, and on it, uh, there's going to be, be a table, and we have these cards. And on this card, it says, what are you worried about, and where do you find peace with God? And on this card, I, write, I want you to write something, write something that, that makes you feel anxious. Write something that makes you feel worried or makes you feel stressed out. And I want you to write that down. And I want you to find something where, something that makes you feel good, something that you're thankful for, something that God may, really, really did in your life, something that you feel like you've won at, and write it down. I don't want you to keep this card. I want you to write it down. I want you to put it in that basket. And I want you to give it to Jesus because he cares about you. And he wants to do something great with it. You guys bow your heads with me. Jesus. Thank you for the love that you have for us. Thank you for the love that you have for every part of our life. Whether it's something worthy of worship or it's something that we worry about, God, that you want both of those things and you want it all. You want to take it and do something greater with it. 
So God, I pray as we worship, as we stand, as we respond, that you would speak to us about our worry. You'd speak to us about the winds in our life. And you'd show us how much you really care. We pray this in your name. Amen.